Collectors and sinners were all drawing near to Jesus to listen to him. But the Pharisees and the scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, Give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pots on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here am I, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then, let us celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and 
has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned and your father has slaughtered the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry. And when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you. And not once did I disobey your orders. Yet, you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered a fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Sunday school teacher did an excellent job of explaining the story of the parable of the prodigal son to the Sunday school kids and he made sure to emphasize the sadness of the older son to these kids and at the end of his explanation he asked, who was really sad when the prodigal son returned? And there was silence in the class. But after a while, a little boy boldly stated, the fattened calf. <laughs> you see, Sometimes children see more than we adults, than adults can see. This little kid did see that the sadness of the older son was nothing compared to that of the fattened calf. Because while the older son may say, okay, I lost many years serving my father, the fattened calf, 
lost its life because this brother of yours came back home. So why should you be more sad than the calf? And so it is with us Christians. The story of the prodigal son is the story of all believers, all children of God, in many ways. One, sometimes we get angry when we see a repentant sinner or when we see somebody who is, oh, this person is a sinner coming to church with us. We get angry and we're like, is he going to communion? And God is calling us today to pay attention to the fact that he takes pleasure in the repentance of every sinner. And while we as individuals, as human beings, are not able to see when, how, and the details of one's repentance, because to a great extent, repentance is a matter of an internal forum. What happens within the heart? Not only about what we see or what is shown, it is the remorse that is in the heart of the individual. And that is what Jesus addressed this parable to the Pharisees who were angry that sinners were coming to him left and right to listen to him. If they do not listen to Jesus, how will they change their lives? The other way that this story of the prodigal son can be the story of all believers is that it is the joy of God. And that is what we celebrate this Sunday, that anticipation of that joy that God takes away our reproaches and reconciles us to himself in Christ Jesus. Now, in the first reading from the book of Joshua, we hear that the Israelites celebrated the feast of the Passover because God had taken away the reproaches of Egypt and they were free and able to celebrate that feast. When God takes away the reproaches of our sins, when we turn to God and say, I am sorry, I have sinned against you, Father, we are able to come and participate in the feast of the Passover, the banquet of the Lamb, which is the Eucharistic feast, the Mass, the table of the Lamb, in fullness of joy and experience the grace of restoration that comes from that sacrament and that sacrifice. That is what God again is calling us to today. But how can we come back to our senses how can we arise and return to the Father? That is very important. It's an important step in that process of reconciliation, which is initiated and completed with and in God. It is his grace all the way from the beginning to the end. Sometimes as believers, we do things that we are ashamed of. And we look at it and say, how could I have done this? And we are too ashamed to say, I shall arise and return to my father. Sometimes we are able to say, I shall arise and return to my father. But when we think of the anger of our brothers and sisters who are at home in the house of our father, we say, I am too ashamed to return. My brother 
my sister might laugh at me. They might not treat me like I deserve as a member of the house. But today, the example of the prodigal son calls us to see that when we come to our senses and turn away from sin, it does not matter who is going to be angry because we turned away from sin. Because ultimately, that one who is angry will eventually become happy. Because the goal is that all souls are saved, that everyone is saved. And let it not be shame that we hold us back from getting up and returning to our father. When the prodigal son said, thought to himself, okay, I shall arise and go back to my father, and I will tell him, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called as your son. Just treat me as one of your paid servants. He was ready to take the ridicule and insult from whoever, even from his father, to the point that he was willing just to be in the house of his father, even if he is not treated as his son anymore. He was ready to take that. That is the heart of a repentant sinner. How do I feel when I arise and return to my father in the confessional and say, please take away my reproaches? Do I say, just restore me to my original state? Or do I say, I am sorry, forgive me, and allow the father to treat us as he chooses and as he pleases? Do I look around and say, oh, too ashamed to go to confession in this parish because the person, the priest there might know me, okay, or I might find another person on the queue for confession who also knows me. No, let me go and look for a place where I am not known. It is a return to the Father. And when I am returning to my Father, I am not going to be looking at whoever is looking or whoever is laughing. The goal is to return. It is with this return that we all can celebrate and rejoice, like the Father said. It is, and it is important that we return because our Father, God, looks to tell us, to call us, to address us and speak to us. My son, my daughter, you are always here with me. My son, my daughter, all that I have is yours. There can be nothing what more than those words from a loving father. All that I have is yours. That is what God is calling us to. Are we willing and ready to come to experience that kindness, that generosity, that forgiveness? Again, as we hear in the second reading, as Jesus, as God reconciles us to himself in Christ Jesus, we are also called to become ambassadors of this same reconciliation. Is my anger, like the anger of the, elder, the older brother, going to cause somebody to not return to the father today? Let us take that away. Am I going to bring a message of the possibility of reconciliation to somebody who thinks that he or she is, an, 
is in an irredeemable state. God is calling us to be that messenger, that ambassador, that person who will show that God loves and wills to forgive us, to forgive everyone wherever they may be found. Continuing in the right of the Christian initiation of the adults, today some of our brothers are going to, uh, and sisters are going to be going through the second scrutiny. It is our duty as Christian, as a Christian family, to help them to complete this good journey that they have begun. To point them to our Father who with an open arms is running towards them to welcome them into the hopefold. It is not our duty to point them to the past where they are coming from. No. It is our duty to point them to the beauty of the future in the house of the Lord. This responsibility of ours as Christians and believers is not an easy task, but we must recognize that it is the grace of God that we have received, and it is this grace of God that will lead us to fulfill this call, to truly be ambassadors of reconciliation, to truly be ambassadors of joy. And we ask God to give us grace and strength to see what must be done and to truly do them. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. invite the elect of God to come forward and bow their heads as we pray. <laughs> 